Player 2, this is Player 1, plugging in. Player 1 is initiating connection. Player 1 is online. Player 1, this is Player 2, plugging in. Player 2 is initiating connection. Player 2 is online. All players have successfully connected. You are now plugged into the Plug and Play podcast. Initiating startup sequence. See in my neighbor's trashy yard. And they yeah, yeah. In my trashy yard. That's and, uh, funny as shit. Yeah, it was a rental house there. So there was lots of parties, so I'm glad that fence is back up. Um, then there is no Adventure Time Tuesday this week. It's Tuesday right now because I'm doing my own Adventure Time Tuesday. I'm at the beach. Kids are both in camp, and we might as well put it out here now that the future of Adventure Time Tuesday is somewhat up, up for. Uh, it's in jeopardy. We'll Wait, why? We'll get to that in a second. Tim, uh, no! Tim, you can't fucking do this to us. It'll be like Adventure Time Tuesday night. Where you have like the strip club or something with your kids. I mean, they gotta learn the facts of life. Yeah, they do. So, we are at uh, Astoria and Cannon Beach. Um, I love I Cannon to... Beach. Cannon Beach has a really cool... It's part arcade, but it's also got a comic book store. And they've got like uh, consoles. What? You can... That you can rent games for this uh, place oh, called shit. the ARC, I think it's called. They even had a Vive set up um, with a little gated off area, which is pretty funny. And they had that's a, pretty cool. A little snack bar. They had a huge uh, Spyro the Dragon, like, um, and also Crash Bandicoot, like against the wall. So some pretty cool decor. They had a full size um, Doctor Who uh, police booth. That was pretty really. Sweet. Yeah, and then out front they had like this uh, bench with hand carved like uh, Pac Man stuff. It was really neat. So I think it's hmm. the AR. Yeah, check it out if you're in, in Astoria. Yeah, we have and to check that out. That's really cool. Then we went uh, tasting liquor at this one place, this distillery, and kind of things blacked out after that. Um, they had absinthe, so I had to try that. I ended up buying a bottle. Today? It was yesterday. 
Well, you okay. saw you saw my private messages yesterday. That kind of yeah. Tim went drinking yesterday. We had some absent. So wait, wait, wait. Yeah. So you got absent for us to try when you get home? Yeah, I got a bottle from Columbia um, absent, fifty bucks, and he also nice. showed me a catalog where I could get. Um, I don't really have room in my house for that the big canister that you use to drip. Um, yeah. In the traditional way, but there's actually a smaller device that you can put right on top of the glass. And he showed me a catalog okay. where, I, where I can maybe order that um, until I get Sweet. a full bar. So, yeah. We got that. We got some uh, drinking vinegar, a strawberry balsamic, and a really kick-ass uh, Bloody Mary mix. And also a gift hmm. from a friend. Um, she thought our friend uh, would like this chai vodka, which I thought was nasty. But whatever. If he likes it, that's cool. That's um, disgusting. Yeah, so we got lots of other things we're going to do. We're in Cannon Beach now instead of Astoria. We got a um, cool little place with its own little um, deck. And it's a really small room, but it's it's nice. It's cozy. I don't think it has air conditioning, so that's going to be interesting. But at least I'm at the beach because it's like 85, 90 here. And from what I'm here this coming week where you are, where I would be. Dude, this is hell on earth. It's going to be like 107 degrees. And that's like a record. Yeah record high it's hell on earth um so while i was here here. well i mean there are signs of the end times you got that eclipse coming up that's very true i think it's pretty soon had your kids had your wife run for the eclipse motherfucker yep so while i was uh walking down um back from dinner i got a text and i got i applied for a second job and i've got it so um oh shit yeah i will be working a lot um almost double welcome to my world right i'm not used to that it's been a while since i've worked uh more than 30 hours a week so that's fucking crazy yeah i know i'm working part-time basically and i have been for a while so i'm really have to stretch myself it's gonna be hard for me to find time for the gym i like to do um hard for time for things like adventure time tuesday um and hard for gaming podcasting podcasting is in the evening um I'm not changing my evening hours. I'm changing my daytime hours. Okay. But, but I'm really wondering um, if this will really severe my severely crimp my already short gaming time, which is why I bring it up. Oh, welcome. Welcome to uh, the Plug and Play podcast. This is your host, Zach, and neither one of us have fucking game this goddamn week. I actually crammed a bunch of games right before I called you just so I could say I played some games. Nice. That's pretty funny. Well, we might have to change the theme of our podcast and we both stop playing video games. No, we need to play games. It's good for both of us. Remember how good you felt last, last, when you actually played I did. Game? I actually did play a game, but we're, we're going to get to that. Yeah, let's get to that uh, soon. But uh, first, what have you been up to this week? Um, well, I went to the beach also, but I went to a crappier beach. They call it Long Beach. Why, why is it I mean, Because there's nothing there. It's like an old retirement beach, really. It's okay. like... Uh, they're starting to like. They're really they're really fucked because they're like right at the end of the coastline, mm-hmm. um, the peninsula area okay. that uh, they're on. So they have Astoria that's like thirty minutes away, and then right next to Astoria is Cannon Beach. And next to Cannon Beach is, um, oh shit, there's another one right there next to it that's also big. So it's like within like an hour and a half, it has all these like really big like already like touristy beaches. And, uh, but they're starting to get it together a little bit. So we, uh, we went down there and did that. And then we went to this place called Oysterville, 
which is legitimately the end of the peninsula, and there's nothing there except for oyster shells on the side of the road, like huge piles of oyster shells, like millions and millions of pounds of oyster oyster shells. And uh, then we went to... Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can go to like a oyster like place where they have them, but they sell out really quickly. So when we got there, there was a little bit left, but we didn't buy any. Um, and we went to a cranberry museum. So, um, yeah, we went and checked out the cranberry museum. It's all about how like they picked cranberries and everything else, and like different tools they used throughout the years. And we had cranberry ice cream, and it was really good. But on our way up to uh, Long Beach, we stopped in Astoria, and we went to the Fort George Brewing Company and had nice. a tasty treat. So that was good. What did you have there? Um, I had their Vortex. That's a good one. Yeah, it was a good one. And my wife had some like weird seasonal one, but she had it in a baby glass. It was like literally like two ounces or three ounces for three bucks. So... I went to a buoy um, in uh, Astoria yesterday. Oh, nice. Instead of, uh, I, I, I like going to that brewery that you went to, but it, I said it was really hot that day. No air conditioning. So uh, I, had, I had, I think it called a goth beer. I'm probably saying it wrong. But they had, How weird. Ton, they dumped tons of cucumber into it. So uh-huh. it, it, did, it tasted like a light, crisp beer with lots of cucumber. It was actually pretty good. Refreshing on a hot day. That- that sounds really good, actually. Did you buy? Did they by chance sell it there? Do they bring back home with you or no? No, I mean I think you could have Damn. a growler. I don't have a growler with me. Yeah, it's not worth buying a growler for it. So no, especially when I have like six at home, I'm done buying growlers. Yeah, no shit. I'm suck- so, that sucks about Oysterville. That sounds like it should be something cool. Yeah, I mean they had like an old church and a old schoolhouse you could check out if you want to. Mm-hmm. That's no. about it. So okay. yeah. That's cool. what I did this week, um, but talking about video games, because that's what this podcast is about up until when Tim, Tim starts working his second job, um, what have you been playing this week, Tim? Well, I gave up on a Vita game. You gave up on a Vita game, thank God. So I've been waiting for a certain game to release on on the PlayStation Vita, and I just got tired of waiting. Um, I think it would be good on the PlayStation Vita because of the style of control it is, but I just played the Steam copy that I got as part of a Humble Bundle a while ago. The game is called uh, Valhalla, um, Cyberpunk Bartending or something like that, um, but it's spelled V-A-11-Hall-A. So it's like uh, set in the future. Valhalla! Yeah. You're like this bartender, and you mix drinks for all these crazy people. It's sort of a visual novel, but instead of like solving puzzles or doing a there is some dialogue choices but it's mostly like picking the right drink for the person in front of you to advance the story like they'll talk more or they'll really reveal things or or get angry with you or get happy with you depending on the the drink you make for them so that's huh. the show. and you check this out you check this out like three years ago at pax that's correct and i really wanted to play the other version but like i said gave up tired of waiting I've heard that it's almost been ready for like six months, so I gave it a shot. Um, it's fun. It would totally work on an iPad because you you click everything um, or Vita you, to like hmm. mix the drink, to mix the drinks. You add like a, a certain amount of one type of ingredient, and then another amount of another ingredient, and then you press mix. Weird. And if you mix too long, it gets ruined. And if you you had to click to stop again, and then you click serve, 
and then the dialogue continues and the person either you know loves it or hates it or gets drunk or whatever hmm. um, and it's got uh cute anime characters there's corgis that get drunk it's goofy it's funny um the other game i played is also really goofy it's called my brother ate my pudding it's a free mobile game and the premise is there's a quick look on our youtube channel by the way which you can find at YouTube.com forward slash plug and play gamer. Sorry, you're breaking in and out on this uh, phone call that we're on, so I'm kind of like trying to go along with as much as I possibly can understand of what you're saying. Oh, that sucks. Okay. Yeah. Um, so my brother ate my pudding. Um, you are a bastard little brother who eats his big sister's pudding, and she tries to find you to beat your ass. And you go through. Wait, this is a real game? Yeah, it's a real game. Oh, shit. I got to check this out. Facebook. Or no, YouTube.com forward slash plug and play gamer. It's funny. Um, so you'll like hide behind curtains, and if you hide wrong, like she will totally like, ha! I see you, and it's game over. It's it's hilarious. <laughs> like the ways you can hide are really stupid, and it's funny and it's quick. It's a great. It's perfect for a mobile game. Like you can go through like one area in like thirty seconds or whatever. Um, and there's some that actually are fairly hard. You have to come up with weird solutions. Um, so check that out if you want. The other game I checked out briefly um, was Super Dungeon Brothers. And that is free for the month of August through the Windows 10 store. Uh, we have a review huh. on the button. We have a review of the game from uh, Kiki on thebuttonspecials.com. But um, I downloaded it actually at the library here in Cannon Beach. It was over two megs, so or two gigs. So I was surprised I could. And it ran on my Surface, but not very well. So I'm gonna wait till I get home to play it. Um, but it looks colorful. Like there's like lots of loot, and you run around and shoot things with your axe and it looks like it's be a lot more fun with two players than it was for just one player. Huh, sweet. That's what I've been playing. Cool. Well, I played a game with a black man. Okay. T- Tim? Yes. I'm going to pretend His name's not... Q. I know. You could just call him Q. You don't have to bring up the fact that he's black. It makes you sound but like racist. But he is. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. I'm, I do a podcast with a white man. It just sounds weird when you, like, spell it out that way. Well, I guess that's very true, because now that I said that out loud, it does sound like we have a racist podcast. See? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm trying to tell you. All right, so I played... You. Play I played game. with a African-American colored skin man. Nope. Tim's erasing the word black man. He's typing something, I think. No, he's not. No, he's not. Never mind. Nope. I played a game with a man. <laughs> that sounds way worse. <laughs> All right. In a S hort. What the fuck? In a short shower. I, nope. I didn't do that. I did not do that one, Tim. I played a man with a man in in a shower, apparently. Oh, I forgot the space. Yep. You forgot the space. There you go. Good job. Get that in there. And his name was Q, and that was really fucking weird. But we played a game called Paladins. Have you ever heard of Paladins? I think I've heard other people from the buttonsmasters.com talk about it. Is it sort of like Overwatch? Yeah, it's like an Overwatch. I wanted to say, this is where it's really difficult. So, like, Paladins was announced before Overwatch, but Overwatch was released before Paladins. So, like, who the fuck's the knockoff of who? I, I don't know. But at exactly. least it gives, a, it gives people an idea of, like, what it is, sort of. So it's basically 
as everybody else says, it's a free Overwatch. It's a free-to-play Overwatch game, completely free. Uh, I downloaded it. I did spend five bucks because I wanted a cool mount because I know that Q would not spend five dollars. So I spent five dollars to get a mount that Q doesn't have because I know he won't spend the five dollars to get it. So I have something that he doesn't have. And uh, the developers over at Paladins was nice enough. They sent us over review codes. Um, basically gave us the Founders Pack for free, which basically unlocks all of the playable characters. As I understand it, um, if you don't have that, or if you don't pay for the Founders Pack, you have to play a bunch of games, get the in-game currency, and then you buy heroes as you get enough in-game currency for it. So, uh, it's pretty fun. Q and I spent, I don't know, about five hours, four hours on Friday night gaming until about two o'clock in the morning at my time. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just were playing things left and right and just destroying the shit out of things. It was a lot of fun. So, um, it feels good to be gaming again and I'm excited to be jumping into some more games with the community again. So that's awesome. Uh, how much time did you play and how, how often do you think you'll try to play in the future? Um, I think I probably put in like, well, I can actually tell you exactly how much time I put into it. Hold on. It's the only time I've ever played it. So my Steam library so should tell me. Right yeah, what? Right now? You're in Steam right now? I'm just getting into Steam right now. Okay, good. Why you want me in Steam? Uh, just continue. Tell me how many hours in Paladin. Okay. Uh, hours in Paladin. Go to my profile. View profile. Paladins, Paladins. I spent 5.1 hours. Okay. Playing it. Um, and, yeah. And hey. I think I'll probably continue to go back to it again. Cool. Hey, do you have any messages on Steam right now? Oh, dear God. Yep. What, is it? what, is it? what does it say? I already have this game, by the way. Thanks. Well, you can give it to someone else. I will. I know exactly <laughs> what I'm going to give this to. Awesome. Actually, didn't I give this to you? I don't know. That sounds like something I totally would have given to you before and forgotten. No. Nope. I gave this to you. I'm pretty positive. God damn I it. I don't think I have it. Oh, nope. I have it, though. I know exactly what I'm saying this to. Hold on. Tim just sent me shower with your dad's simulator 2K7, or 2K15. And our buddy Anthony from Canada A sent this to me. And I could decline this gift and then you'd be fucked with it. And then it has to go into your profile. But I'm going to accept the gift. Add to... You're about to add... Do you... Shit. Can you re-gift it? Oh, wait. I don't think I can re-gift it. That's okay. I'll add it to my library. <laughs> okay, so I'm going di- to include it. a note. I fucking have this there's also a tits mod for it just so you know so you can actually turn the girl into a or the dad into a girl that's messed up yep i just sent it back to you but thank you very much tim i appreciate it um <laughs> asshole <laughs> all right so you ready to talk some tech yes let's do some tech talk i never all right guys well this week I would much rather... I didn't want to pick something... I have this one item just really cool. I want, I want to have 10 here. So I chose something um, based off of 
pure necessity for old school video gamers. And so Tim hasn't seen my office since I set up my couch, but I did put a couch in my office where I'm currently recording, where we record Plug and Play Podcast. And um, on that, I saw this awesome video years ago where this guy had all of his consoles set up on one TV. And I thought, that'd be fucking cool if I could do that in my office. So I set up every single one of my consoles minus the Nintendo Wii U because the Wii U only has one game on it that I don't have on another console, which I could just rebuy for the Nintendo Switch already. So I didn't hook that one up. But what I ran into was the back of my TV only had one RCA uh, AV connector on the back of it. So I had to go out and buy the IMBA Price four-way AV switch RCA switcher four-in-one composite video left and right audio selector box for dvd stv game consoles and much more so breaking that down basically what it all comes down to is i have a composite uh video audio selector box on the front side of it is four buttons and on the back side of it is six or five uh red yellow and white audio or left and right audio and video uh, inputs and outputs. So you have four inputs um, coming from my Nintendo 64, my PlayStation 2, my GameCube, and then I have one extra because I'm hoping to get one of the like the NES or the uh, Super NES. And then it has one output, which would go to the back of the TV, meaning all you do is you turn on whichever console you want. So let's say the 64 is number one. Um, I turn on turn on the 64 and I hit the number one on the front of this box and it pops the TV over to that channel. Um, That's going to be my question is if you had to physically push a button or if it sensed it or if there was a, is there a remote? So they, they, no, there's not a remote. They do make more expensive ones. They're like $30 that come with a remote and stuff like that. Um, they also make these with HDMI ports as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I just went with just the little push button one because it's RGB and it's kind of like reminiscent. Like, hey, you got to get the turn the fucking console on anyways. Fucking push the button. That's true. So it's not That's true. It's not like any of these uh, consoles are going to turn on without you having to get up anyways. Um, if they were, like well, if I were to have for some reason, let's say, hooked up my PS3, then I would have. Um, I probably would have. But, uh, yeah, I didn't do that. What were you going to say about okay, cool. uh, getting up? Oh, I was just going to say, I'm sure there's some technology workaround that can make old school systems turn on by themselves. There's got to be a way. I'm sure, like, the one, well, no, your RF right. switch thing, you would not work with it. Mm, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. So, um, so what's up? Uh, so, it works with uh, all the way back to, I guess, uh, I'm trying to remember what connections the original NES has. Does it have the uh, red, red, yellow, and white? I believe. So it's or that one might be coax cable. I'm trying. Yeah, I, th- I seem to remember hooking it up with that weird RF thing I with th- the prongs. Am I, I, am think I remembering that, wrong? I'm not. Uh, you know what? Let me check. NES. How did NES hook? To TV, watch the first answer is gonna be like HDMI. Yeah, RCA cable to the console to the box and connect 
a coax cable from the box into the cable or antenna port on the back of your TV. Cool. So it had a, it had one of those gay boxes that had, went from the back of the console to this box that went out to a coax cable. Nice. Well, that's cool. Um, I'm glad you found a solution for that. Yeah. Um, and I'm pretty positive they make like red, yellow, and white connectors for the Nintendo or the NES. Um, but yeah. Anyways, that's uh, this week's Tech Talk, guys. That's what I got for you, unless Tim has something else. Nope. Not this, not this week. Okay. Sounds good. Well, we will be right back after this music. Hey, wait. Hold on. You didn't do a... Uh, oh, no. Today's Tuesday. You did not do an Adventure Time Tuesday with the kids. Okay, never mind. We'll be right back after this music break. you kick us off for the uh tasty treat segment i guess i'll just sit back here and wait okay so i've got a local brew uh local to where i'm staying right now king cannon beach uh pelican brewing um they have several breweries on along the coast did uh, you get the buoy ipa no no this is a pelican brewing not buoy oh this pelican is, right 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 sorry this is the dirty bird ipa it's uh seven oh that's a good one too seven percent by volume alcohol and 65 ibus i'm gonna crack it Pouring it into a wine glass because that's what I have at the hotel. <laughs> it's a big wine glass, though. At least it's not a tiny one. So I've got about half my beer in it already. All right. Unfortunately, pouring it into the wine glass made a ton of head. So I'm gonna let that settle for a second while you talk about yours. What you got? All right, guys. Um, sorry. From. Basecamp Brewing Company, soaked in mountain river, chill in the snow, cool off in a lake, refrigerate if you have to. Basecamp Brewing Company is out of Portland, Oregon, guys. We're having their Nomadic Blood Orange Double Indian IPA. Well, that was redundant. That sounds good. Um, yep. So I really like the blood orange stuff. It's back in season right this second. This bottle looks fucking amazing. I want to like figure out something to do with their bottles. Basecamp has like the coolest goddamn bottle designs I've ever seen, dude. So, um, cracking it, sort of. They're they're a little bit more difficult to open than a normal beer. Um, we got them opened. It smells very citrusy. Here we go. We're going to pour it. All right. Cheers. Cheers. I'm try to drink mine now, too. Mm. Mm, very citrusy. I like it. 
Mine's good. It's not very hoppy, which is kind of cool for a blood orange, and uh, tastes very good. Mine has a long, bitter finish after, after long after you've sipped it. Like, it tastes really smooth while you're drinking it, and then it was like this aftershock of bitters. Huh. Weird. Cool. It's not super bitter. It's only 65, but it's weird. The effect kicks in a little later. Yeah, that's very strange. All right, you ready to kick it? I'm ready to kick it. Kick us off, Tim, so I can drink my beer. Case with replaceable grips for Nintendo Switch. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I'm gonna let the uh, guys who invented it talk about it first. Introducing the Skull and Co. Switch Case. So I bought the new Nintendo Switch, just like you did. I love my Nintendo Switch. I take it everywhere with me, providing me with hours of entertainment. But I always find my hands getting tired from playing for a long period of time. So, I thought to myself, why isn't there a case with comfortable gripping for the Switch, just like the other Joy-Cons? Then, I started designing by gathering simple data within the market, for instance, kids' and adults' hand shape and sizes. We've built various prototypes in order to fulfill our vision. Firstly, we wanted the case to have a cool and slick look. We designed two sets of grips in gray or neon red and blue to match your Nintendo Switch. They can be easily switched to fit comfortably within the gamer's hold. The case will provide a stronger grip and more comfortable experience, no matter children or adults, casual or hardcore gamers. The Switch case is made of soft TPU material, which makes it easy to put on and remove. We made the back of the Switch case extremely thin, so there is no need to remove the case to charge your Nintendo Switch in the dock. Plus, we have also designed a hard shell case to store the Nintendo Switch when the Switch case is on. The hard shell case provides extra storage spaces. Put power bank, adapter, USB cable, handset, and almost everything you think is necessary. Just pack and go. You'll love it. We are an experienced team, and our manufacturer partners are ready to go. With our support, we can take the switch case into mass production. All right, so as you heard, uh, the blokes in Sydney, Australia, have come up with did, a solution. Did you literally just say blokes? I did, from Sydney, Australia. Wow. How, how would they okay. say it? I, I mean, I'm sure they said blokes, but maybe, that's maybe, like... Maybe chaps? Maybe. Or, fellows? Or maybe, yeah, fellows. Or, hey, the dudes over in Sydney, Australia? Um, so how, how would they say... Uh, I got to... A switch case for the switch would they say hey mate <laughs> yeah that's exactly what they would say and they'd probably throw an a in there somewhere too and they'd throw some shrimp on the barbies afterwards yeah shrimp on the barbies um so 
the backing levels. Let's just get into this. Um, this is super cheap. What's that? It's super fucking cheap. Kind of. Um, for 39 Australian boogalies, whatever money they have. About 30 US. You get the Switch case um, with the snap grip and triggers, trigger, trigger grip set. Um, in the choice of colors of either gray or neon, red, blue. Um, but you also get um, the case. Now the case is pretty well designed, but it's really thick. Um, it would hold a lot. Of, it would hold everything you'd possibly need. Yep. Um, so you probably would need this case because you're going to make the switch bigger by adding this on. Yep. The pro- problem is I already have two cases. I don't really want a third one. Dude, I found a perfect Nintendo Switch case for me, but it's yeah. two hundred dollars. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot. It's made by a competitor of the person that made yours, uh-huh. but they actually make. Uh, themed ones, and they made a Zelda-themed one. Wow. Yeah. So, I like the product, but I don't know. Um, the other thing, I think it's cool that you can still dock it, even though you've added a silicone sleeve that makes it thicker. It looks like... Yeah, that's pretty cool. It looks like there's a bit of resistance, and you see in the video, they're kind of pushing it down, <laughs> instead of just dropping it in. Yeah. Um, but even if that was an issue, it looks like it slips on and off really easy. It's basically just a huge, huge silicone, um pad with some extra hard uh, parts where the grips are so it looks like a pretty cool solution um, it's really cool so anyway like we were saying for 30 bucks you get one set for uh, about 57 us you get two uh store pack for 266 you get 10 jesus and the biggest one you can get is the distributor pack which is uh, 456 dollars you'll get 20 so if you're a small gaming store and you want to buy i don't know a whole bunch of them that's what you do they're asking for um, twelve thousand US. They've already got fifty thousand, fifty-seven thousand. Sorry, with thirteen. Yeah, they're good to go. Thirteen hundred backers and eighteen days to go. So, this will be a product that is eventually made unless they screw something up. Um, but it looks like they're pretty far along as far as industrial design and manufacturing. Check yeah, they're they're pretty good. It's uh, called the Switch Case by Skull and Company. Check it out. What you got, Tim? Have you ever wanted to get to get pissed in the middle of the night, but you're like, dude, I gotta flip a light on, and I'm too lazy to flip a light on. But you have Alexa sitting there, and she's listening to you snore? I mean, I, I keep Alexa out of my bedroom. But sure, yeah. Okay. Well, all you have to do now is say, Alexa, turn on Zing. Zing is the hands-down best nightlight ever. It's uh, fully LED nightlight. So I mean, you're telling me what? it's a, it's a smart nightlight? It's a smart nightlight for wow. a smart way to walk in the dark while you're peeing. Dude, you can put one of these in your bathroom. Your toilet bowl would light up a color, and then your sink would light up a different color with the Zing. Smart Stop path that. lighting. I already have something that makes my toilet bowl light up, remember? Remember a little I know bowl? you do. That's, that's what, I know. That's what I just said. So I can have everything glowing, you're saying? My whole you bathroom. can have everything glowing. Your whole entire bathroom make it look like radiation's going on. That'd be cool. Yep, see, Exactly. So, guys, I'm going to go and let the developers talk about this real quick. Meet Zing, the smartest full-color LED nightlight powered by artificial intelligence, packed with the latest technology and encased in a beautiful form. Zing react and work together to deliver security, safety, comfort, and smarts. Zing starts learning about you and your home as soon as it's plugged in. Let's see how Zing can assist you both day and night.
Peyton, have you seen my keys? Alexa, ask Zing to find mommy's keys. Hello, welcome to Zing Locator. Please wait while I locate Mary's keys. Mary's keys is currently in the kitchen at home. Would you like me to beep it for you? Oh, yes. I'll go get it, Mom. Here, Mommy. Oh, thanks, honey. Eighteen months ago, we set off to reinvent the Humble Night Light, a product you are familiar with and no doubt probably have in your home. After working on the technology behind Zing for months, I'm still amazed every time I use it. And there have been numerous occasions where I've gotten home, realized I don't have my laptop charger, and used Alexa and Zing to find it. I'm really excited for you to try out the Apple Notification Center integration, which links your iPhone and the Zing. Even knowing what's going on behind the scenes, it still feels like magic when you get a phone call and the Zing just lights up with a customizable effect. I wanted to build something that was fun, made our life a little bit better and a little bit more wondrous. It is beautiful how it looks and almost magical in how it works. We couldn't be happier how it turned out. Developing new products is an intense, costly, and highly time-consuming activity. After 18 months, Zing is nearly complete. Cool features are coded and Zing Locator is launched. Kickstarter is a great platform to take in early feedback from customers, making sure we're on the right track. Your input and support will allow us to bring Zing to life. So as you guys just heard, it now works uh, worldwide. It has a whole bunch of different applications, different things like that. It also can find your um, I would whatever want, you whatever you attach the little chip thing to, it can find. I'd, look, I'd want so. to program it to uh, start strobing whenever I played Party Hard. That'd be sweet. That'd be really cool. So it has uh, it can learn your path and prediction. Has a call indicator, so it'll light up different uh, ways. It has an app controller. It also has a Bluetooth locator. A blue light reduction, light effects, and billions of colors. That is the Zing. They are looking for $52,500. They're currently at 37566 with 377 backers and 21 days to go. They're straight out of San Diego, California, which is not Compton, but it's kind of close to it, I think. It's at least in the same state. They're listing this as a gadget, and for $36 on the early bird pricing, with 482 of them left to go out of 500, um, it comes in at $36. Now, the thing with this this backer, uh, with this uh, with this Kickstarter is, is that once every single one of their levels has a max person on it. Um, so once they saw it of all of the tiers, they're done. There's no like, Hey, this is the retail price. So if you don't want to pay more than $36 and you only want one of them, you better get your ass over to kickstarter.com and check out the zing. If you want three of them, 
You guys can hurry your ass over there and get the $99 three-pack of Zing, which comes with three Zing Smart Nightlights, three international snap-on socket plugs, which means that you can plug your U.S. Zing into any international snap-in socket. There's 447 of those left. $180 gets you the six-pack, which gets you six of the Nightlight and six of the snap-on socket plugs. There's only 478 of those left as well, guys. And after all three of those levels are gone... Zing is gone for good. So if you want one of these, head over to kickstarter.com. This is extremely exclusive, and I don't know why the hell they did it this way. Zing. Zing. All right. You ready for some gaming-related news? Let's do it. All right. We're starting off with some sad news. Um, There's a gentleman named... Corey Gasper, he's a Bioware veteran um, in the studio for nearly a decade. He worked on Mass Effect and the upcoming game Anthem. He passed away this week. Um, so, Ouch. Yeah, the Bioware team wrote in their blog, with, with great sadness, we announced the passing of our friend and colleague, uh, Corey Gasper. He signed on as a designer at Bioware's Edmonton location in March 2007. His first accredited project was DS role-playing game Sonic Chronicles The Dark Brotherhood. And he went on to garner acclaim for his work in the Mass Effect series. Um, he also worked on Star Wars Battlefront and Mass Effect Andromeda. He moved up to hmm. lead designer. His, he moved up to lead designer, and his first project under that title is Anthem, which is coming out in 2018. Um, the blog post continues to say um, Corey is a talented designer, even better person. We offer our condolences to Corey's family and everyone that knew him. So that's sad, um, but I just want to give a moment to honor his work as he's passed on. That's really sad. On to happier news. Um, There recently was a uh, rare Atari prototype discovered at a thrift shop. What? Yeah, it was uh, not a... Let me get this up real quick. So the Redditor's name was LO64N. He found uh, in a thrift shop in Oceanside, California, he came across what he thought was just an Atari 2700. Um, He searched Google, confirmed it was the rare prototype Atari system. He bought it for 30 bucks from the store and sold it on eBay for $3,000. Holy shit. So this was not like something that was ever released to the public. Um, so he made an incredible find. People are always hoping that they find something like that at garage sales or um, thrift stores, and he was the one. Um, right on. So what's that profit? Like $30 to $3,000? Like- yeah. Th- uh, what's that, 100%? It's more than no, that. that- that's a thousand percent. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. That's um, really freaking cool. And then speaking this, of this, uh, this last one, I'm like super excited for, and I may or may not have also emailed them when you emailed them. And I got a response back that they have us down for PS4 and PC codes. Awesome. Um, I didn't even ask for codes. I just asked to talk to them out of, out of packs. So what we're talking about is a uh, hob. We saw this back in 2015 um, game. We'd never heard of, but it had, a, it was a, the upstairs, Kind of the less popular area, but it had a really cool display, like stone. Super display. fucking cool display area. Um, and this game uh, looks amazing. Um, you manipulate the environment. Like part of the whole game is like figuring out the puzzle of the environment. You'll pull a, a, a button or something, and the world will shift and change around you. But you're this uh, little guy with a stone arm, and you fight and learn about the ecosystem around you, and Definitely reminds me a bit of, of Zelda in some ways, but the puzzle environment part is kind of different, its own thing. Um, so I'm really looking forward to this. 
But I wrote an article announcing that, uh, well, announce, announcing their announcement. Today they announced that it's coming out uh, 26th of September, which is a couple. And they after. said that they said the middle of September we should uh, we should be getting more news. Awesome. So. Well, I just want to go check out the uh, latest build at PAX. Dude, um, right? I want to go find some more bugs for him. Some more what? Bugs. Bugs. You talking bugs. About? Oh, bugs. Oh, right. I remember you uh, You found, like, you were doing things in the game you shouldn't be able to do. Yes. Did you, did you see that they are having a contest for naming their trophies? I did see the naming trophies, but that was... I mean, I guess I could always be like, hey, if there's, like, if you jump right before you hit the ground, bug... Still, you should name it the Zack Trophy. That, that should be a secret trophy. That should be a secret trophy. So, I was thinking, like, this is really going a long shot, but if you're in a continued communication with them, you know that their studio's in Seattle, right? Yes, I do. And right. I was thinking we should probably try to make our way up there at some point. We're, we're coming to PAX Day early on Thursday. Oh, so, are we? Well, PAX doesn't start till Friday. We're coming up Thursday. That's true. We should. Oh, I should hit them up and see if we can come check them out. Go for it, dude. All right, I will. Anyway, it's a game we're really excited about. It finally has a release date, September 20th. I'm so excited. That's so stupid that I'm excited, too, because this is totally not my type of game, but, like, we've played it every single year at PAX since I've been going to PAX now. Mm -hmm. So now I'm just like, all right, fuck, gotta play this goddamn game. (laughs) And it's really fucking beautiful. It's really good looking. And it's sort of like Zelda, so you can, I don't know, You you can let yourself get hyped for it. I can, and I'm really excited. I think I actually want to play it more on PC or on PS4 than I do on PC, but we'll see. Um, I should mention, if you're thinking of getting this game, if you pre-ordered it on PlayStation 4, first of all, you get 10% off, unless you're a PlayStation Plus member, then you get 20% off. What? But you also get a dynamic theme, and the dynamic theme is badass. Um, head over to my article on thebuttonsmashes.com. Check, uh, if you can't find it at the top, search hob. Uh, scroll down in the article, and toward the bottom, you'll see a, a small video. It shows what your uh, PlayStation 4 screen would look like, even if you weren't playing the game. You know, it's just the theme in the background. It looks really cool. Mm. So, check that out. Uh, but we have other video game releases to talk about. Um, games that are releasing this week. Uh, they are. They are. Sorry, I just got an email um, from another one of our favorite developers uh tiny build is bringing out a game called phantom trigger it's coming to pc and switch um next week so i'm going to be requesting a code for the nintendo switch i think they gave us pc codes they gave us pc codes i'm seeing that i have two pc codes sitting here and uh i want to play this on nintendo switch okay so anyways um games coming out guys we have new video game releases from july 30th to august 6th tuesday august 1st the long dark pc ps4 xbox one that's funny as fuck because i bought that four years ago on early access it's finally out for real yep and hopefully it actually has a story this time it was a fun game i really liked it i just got bored of the exploration and it's all literally all by yourself and mm-hmm. it was just like trying to survive um patapon remastered Patapon? Even Colony. What? Patapon, Patapon. Patapon, 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 Pawn. Patapon, 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 Pawn. Castle Storm VR Edition. PSVR. Dementrios. The Big Cynical Adventure. PS4. Dino Frontier. PSVR. 
Draw Fighters, PS4. Frisky Business, PS4. Redeemer, PC. Shadow Tactics, Blade of the Shogun, PCS4, Xbox One. Wednesday, August 2nd. Tacoma, which, yeah, we're going to be passing Tacoma to go to Seattle. PC, Xbox One. The Legend of Heroes, Trails of the Cold Steel. PC. Thursday, August 3rd. Slimeson, Switch. Which um, is actually only a European release. Because I did receive a uh, code for that. But as far as I know, it only works on European accounts. So I'm assuming the game is only a Europe release. Did you try to activate it? I did. It did not work. And then I read their email and said that you had to have a European account. And I'm not creating a European Nintendo account just for random ass games. So. Well, you could slide that code my way. I might, I might mess with that. Oh, okay. Sounds good. I'll forward it over to you then. Retro City Rampage DX Switch. Flight of Light Wii U. Hmm. Well, that was, that, that's a weird game. Um, I have no idea what that is. Neither do I. Um, I but, am... But hey, Wii U, Wii U game. What's that? But hey, Wii U still getting games. That's true. Wii U still getting games. Give me one second. I'm just trying to... You have an email. Sweet. Um. Anyways, guys, that has been this week's Plug and Play podcast. Don't forget to check us out at facebook.com forward slash plug and play gamer, YouTube, and Instagram. No, wait. YouTube.com forward slash. Wait, hold on. <laughs> Facebook.com forward slash plug and play show. Twitter and Instagram at plug and play cast, and YouTube.com forward slash plug and play gamer. So until next week, guys, don't forget to prime and shine. Fuck not.